Rebecca. And I'm Lindsay. And this is episode 8 of Ningyo Bingo. Where you keep collecting dolls, but never seem to win the game. Uh, this episode of Ningyo Bingo is Mohair No Problem, where we get to look into wigs of all styles, shapes, and sizes. It's going to be one of our more introductory beginner episodes for people who might be new to the hobby or people who already know quite a bit about the hobby but may want some new tips or might not know some history. Yeah, so uh, of course all of you Asian ball-jointed doll fans know uh, the dolls come without hair, or for the most part, attached to the doll. There's a lot of reasons for this. Primarily, I think, because the resin used to make the dolls doesn't really lend itself to the typical doll hair solution, which is shoving strands of hair into soft plastic and hoping it stays there. Um, or by gluing. It just doesn't really work that way. Well, gluing would work, but part of the fun of these dolls is being able to customize them and the like. Uh, also, a problem with gluing <clears throat> is unlike... Uh, the ceramic and things that came before that, the resin is not color stable and other things like that. So if the glue has any pigment or anything, it'll probably be leached into the other thing. Uh, There's a lot of reasons it just doesn't quite work. Yeah. <laughs> also, for to be able to have, for our hobby, interchangeable eyes, as opposed to the uh, bisque dolls before them, where you actually glued in the eyes and then had... Uh, head cap actually either of ceramic but sometimes of even of cork which would then have the uh hair glued onto that if you want to change the eyes you have to be able to get back into the head again so a wig is done rather than glued on permanently so one of the first things you have to figure out about your wig is what size of wig you're going to get there's a variety of sizes, but we did start out with a few standard ones in the very beginning. Yes. In the beginning, there were Super Dolphies and there was Mini Super Dolphies. And the Super Dolphies had melon heads. Um, they were quite large. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Yes. Just giant, giant craniums. And they were very, very round. Uh, now we get more egg-shaped things, which is more kind of actually like a skull. Uh, at that point, they were very, very just round, like a sphere. Um, so those ones were around the 9-10. Of course, when you say 9-10, you mean 9 to 10 inches uh, circumference. So what you're actually doing is measuring around the edge of the head where the edge of the wig cap would be to see what size your doll's head is. The mini super dolphies came in around the seven eight inch mark and of course if you're in some place where you don't use this measurement system just take your Which measurement. is everywhere pretty much then the United States and Britain and Australia. Um, you're going to want to take that measurement in centimeters. Um, so we had our 910s and 78s. Then as Now, our... why is it 910 and 78, Becca, as opposed to one round number? Um, they actually have a bit of elastic there, and sometimes even like a, a normal size like cosplay wig, um, little things you can do adjustments. So 
Uh, so there's there's some elasticity to it, which is part of how the wig stays on the doll's head or a human's head, <laughs> and that give is where we get the nine to ten from. So that right. way, then. Yes, and we'll talk about more methods of keeping that wig on the doll's head in a little bit. Um, so then we got into slightly smaller uh, sizes with our. Uh, Delfs and Lutz and Fairyland business, um, which you'll be familiar with of our last episode. As things had a little bit more of a slender look to them, the heads were also a little bit more slender as they went along, going into the eight, nine inches. And eventually things got, just got crazy, and uh, with the pookie pookies and the like, we, are, we have three, four inch uh, doll heads. So, so just basically take the, um, the circumference around, and you'll be able to get what size wig you should get. It's it's very rough, and it re sometimes it requires a little bit of trial and error because one company's 910 isn't always another company's 910 too specifically. Yes. And if it's a wig that's designed very specifically for that company's line of doll, there are certain proportions and placements of the eyes in proportion to the top of the head and the chin and the ears that varies a bit from company to company. So it can take a little bit of shopping around and looking around on forums, especially if you're dealing with, say, a very unusually sized head, like, for example, the artisan dolls done by Twigling or by Batchix, where they're not really in any standard size and they take something unusual and it's sometimes hard to find. Yes, yeah, so if your wig is not fitting, you do have a few options. Um, you might find that it's just too tight overall, and, but you really like the wig. If it's elasticized and it's kind of just popping off, um, kind of springing off the top of your doll's head, you might be able to actually go in and either cut or loosen those elastics so it's not springing off your doll's head anymore. Of course, without the elastic there, um, or if it's too loose, uh, you're going to need something to hold it on. The There's a lot of options these days. There didn't used to be, but there are a lot of options these days for how to keep a wig in place that might be a little too large or the elastic stretched out a bit so it's a little bit harder to keep on. Yes, one of the uh, first ones that we saw and uh, is actually sold standard at Volks, and I think you can even ask them to put it on for you. Um, and I actually received an older Volks doll with this on them, uh, is Velcro. Um, Typically, the Velcro will have the hooks end attached to the head of the doll, and you actually don't attach the other end to the wig. You just rely on the fact that the inside of the wig has a lot of fibers available to hook onto. Now, you can see where this actually comes to be slightly deleterious because that would hook fibers and pull them away from where they're supposed to be and eventually damage the wig. Now, I think it's important at this point for us to talk a little bit of the anatomy of a wig and what actually goes into what they are. Uh, yes, and then we can talk about the more modern solution to wigs not staying. Basically, what these wigs we're talking about are is that you have this long strip of what we call a weft. Yes. And a weft is when you have hair, which can be made from a variety of sources. We have, uh, what are the different types of spec? I'm not quite remembering off the top of my head. Okay. I know that like it's a types of, types of plastic and human hair and animal hair, but there's some specific names involved. Okay, so let's talk about our synthetics first. Uh, the first commonality in synthetics is saran, um, which is basically a plastic hair. 
Uh, in addition, you have what's called a heat-resistant uh, hair, which you can style easily without damaging it or melting it, which is called cacleon fiber, I believe. Cacleon That's fiber. right. That's right. Uh, then you go into your natural fibers. Uh, you have mohair, which can either be made into wefts or actually left right on the uh, animal pelt and have the pelt be used as the wig cap. And you can even have things like horse hair or human hair. Uh, hell, you can even have cat hair if you made it into a weft. Anything, any long fiber that you can make into a weft, you can make into a wig. Uh, I've also heard of people using acrylic or wool-based yarns and brushing them out to make wefting. Absolutely. And in addition, you can do similar things to make uh, dreadlocks, which is pretty darn cool. Um, or silks. I've seen silk wigs that look pretty ethereal. It almost reminds me of Never Ending Story or something like that. Um, so that's how you start. The most basic form of a wig will have this long, long, long weft. Um, and you'll have the wig cap, which will be um, either sewn in two or three pieces to the shape of the doll's head to that circumference we mentioned earlier. So, so basically half a sphere and you'll sew the weft onto the half a sphere in a spiral uh, and then you get to the top and you kind of pinch it in so that the uh, you don't see the top of it and that's your wig. That's and your you classic wig anyway. Yes. Because there's many different ways to sew the wefting into different patterns. But when you start working in that way with the wefting, you need to start determining where the part of the hair or what the directionality of the hair is, which can be hard to style in any other way if it's been very specifically um, sewn to look a certain direction or a certain way. Yes. So so with this very standard version of it, you'll know that all the, all the hair seems to be coming from a point in the center of the top of the wig and going outwards, which doesn't look very natural. A natural hairline will have the hair and a visible scalp. What uh, wig makers do for this is they often have a front piece that can be made out of a plastic or uh, they actually use some very, very fine materials for humans and they actually place each of the hairs into there like it's an artificial scalp in that area. So sometimes um, this is called lace fronting or ventilating. Yes. So uh, you'll, so you'll see the lace fronting and it works very well on human scale. What you see on the doll scale is you don't usually see many of the things with a, a natural hairline on the front. So you won't see that much in the lines of visible widow's peaks. And if you do, they worked very, very hard. More often, they'll actually paint that onto the doll to get the effect and have the hair work on its way back from there. Um, it's very labor-intensive to do ventilating. Yes, and at the, it works well at the human scale. And if you're ventilating at the doll scale, it just doesn't quite work as well in scale, being that the you're already dealing with fibers that are technically slightly too big on most acrylic or human hair um, scales to fit with the doll. Um, so you can uh, basically, just like you would root a final doll head, uh, they have this plastic piece that goes in the center and creates a part that will look 
uh, lighter colored in the middle rather than having that one spot of origin as it seems for all the hair on the doll's head. Um, and those are the nicer uh, versions you can find with that. Um, so there's some benefits for going with natural fibers. Natural fibers take dyes pretty darn well. So you get to see all sorts of fun colors on mohair heads. Um, oh, I think we forgot one. We forgot the fur wigs. Fur wigs are often an introductory wig, or maybe that's just the style you're going for. And when we're talking about fur wigs, we're talking about fake fur, such yes. as which is a synthetic fiber that has been sort of attached to a suede-like or a fabric backing to give the resemblance of fur. Yeah, though though I have seen bunny fur wigs as well. But the oh. idea... <laughs> Sorry, I broke you. It's all right. It's all right. Keep going. This happens all the time. I have seen, uh, similar to the way that the mohair is done, where you actually use the fiber of the leather that the hair is attached to to create the wig cap, uh, with the uh, hair, uh, the uh, fur wigs, you'll do the same thing with the fabric that's underlying the fur. And to go briefly back to what we were talking about, but how do you keep a wig on something's head? Yes. If you imagine, especially with the traditional wefted wig, there's holes kind of inside the interior of the wig cap, and that is what the Velcro is holding on to. But with that, because we're using synthetic fibers, we're using things that don't grow back. Once you kind of mess them up, it can be challenging to unmess them up. So the downside to the Velcro, knowing what the wig is like, is that it can cause some damage. Yes, yeah, so, and when you look at most wig caps, human or doll scale, uh, they look like a, a netting, essentially. A fine, softer netting that fits well around the head and that works well if you need to add a weft in or a tail in because you can essentially just loop it around one of the little net pieces and put it in there. Um, there's also, there's um, just so we don't get too far away from it now that I put us on a grand <laughs> other way that we were going into what things are made out of because I interrupted Becca because I realized it would be very nice to have a vision of what's going on to, before we talk about how we keep it on. Um, because there are challenges and problems with Velcro, we have a few other options as well. Yes, the one that's most common today is what's, it's a second, uh, head cap, essentially, a second, um, wig cap, usually made of silicone. So a little sticky, there's a lot of grip involved, and it adds a little bulk. Right, and you actually, uh, you stick it on, you cut it to your doll's head shape, uh, you cut out the spot where the ear presses into it so it's not going over the ear, and uh, it sticks right on there. So you add friction, and uh, by adding friction, it falls off less. On my pookie pookies, I actually have another option because the doll has magnets in the head. I have actually very, very tiny neodymium magnets that my husband bought for having, uh, he wanted to make Warhammer, um, uh, the the, uh, the sci-fi version. Uh, that Warhammer 45, 40,000, 50,000, something, something thousand. It's a many, long, it's a big number. Many thousands of Warhammer. Many thousands. <laughs> so many orc, so many space orcs. Oh, Space gosh. orc. Okay. So space orc, so much. <laughs> much, wow, much space orc. Um, much work. So, uh, basically in that system, once you glue it on, you're stuck there, and that's what you have to use for that model. 
However, as long as it's attached to the model, you're allowed to use it, which means different weapons and things like that change the point value, and your point value depends on how many things you can put in your army. This is a big long segue, but lo and behold, there's a way to use very tiny drills and very tiny neodymium magnets to make interchangeable weapons. Um, imagine his dismay as he reversed the polarity on one of the first ones he glued in. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, so then he had to un-superglue the one magnet and put it in. So, so we had extras of these. Um, I think it was from Rare Earth Magnets or RareEarthMinerals.com or something like that. And I actually just used the existing uh, magnets in my um, Pookie Pookie's head. And with all that hair on the top there, uh, you're easily able to hide the magnet underneath the fibers of the hair so it's not visible. And that wig now stays on even if I turn that gosh darn thing upside down. So it works just well enough, you know? If I pull at it, it easily comes away because they're not that big a magnet. They're, they're, oh my gosh, they're about the size of a letter. They're tiny, tiny things. Yeah, about the size of a letter in a novel. Um, and uh, so that works very well as well. I've also heard of people, sort of the poor man's silicone cap, though they're very, very cheap if you go looking for them, is to take a nice thick rubber band and also place it around the sort of the hairline of the head. And that can sometimes add just enough extra friction and bulk to kind of keep that wig in place. If we're talking about even more do-it-yourself, you can actually place a saran wrap over your doll's head, then cover your doll's head pretty much completely. Please be very careful. I did not tell you to do this. In... Um, <laughs> How? This is at least the third time we've been like, if you do this, we didn't tell you to do this. Hot glue. <laughs> so hot glue kind of has that high kind of silicone texture um, grippiness to it. <sighs> um, so you can actually glue that on and peel away very carefully the saran wrap again. And you end up with a very, very, very customized um, wig cap. In a similar fashion, you can actually do this to make a wig cap that you actually attach your own fibers to, um, which oh, works yes. very well. Mm -hmm. um, that's sort of going back to how do you make a wig. Uh, recently, because of the availability of fibers such as Kecleon fiber, which is the heat-resistant fiber, and um, alpaca hair, and discoveries with silk, and everything else, and the accessibility to it that people have, the ability to make your own wig when the wig that you really want isn't there and available has really expanded in the last five to six years. And then when you get it, it might not be exactly right. Any who's. So, um, so you have basically two options. Adjust a wig that you receive via cutting or styling in different ways to make it what you want or to make one from scratch. So your natural fibers, you can dye with natural dyes and things like that. Your, your... Which is much easier to do. Natural dyes require cold, like you don't need to have caustic chemicals. You don't have to have very specific supplies. You can just get some dye, writ dye from the store and dunk it in. You can do gradients and other things like that. And it works very well for your... Um, um, Artif not artificial, synthetic, that's the word, uh, fibers, you're going to need a different thing to work on your dyeing. And also, um, you kind of got to heat set them like you would a plastic. Um, 
Because so they are plastic. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> so, uh, when you work with a natural fiber, most of the time when you style it, it wants to be whatever shape that natural fiber is. So, for example, when you go somewhere and you get your hair curled, you usually put a decent amount of product in it after that to keep that gosh darn curl. Um, unless it's actually being chemically treated to curl it, which is changing the chemical anyway so um, a- basically long story short with natural hair you can do to it what you would do to your own normal hair to create a style but there is a sort of natural way that it wants to be and there's some upkeep involved as opposed to plastics in which case you're going to basically give it a new memory and the way you give a plastic a new memory is to heat it and then to cool it um, and sometimes it helps to rapidly cool it For example, I've done work on, um, this is not a doll wig, but on a cosplay wig, where we had to dramatically change the direction that all the fibers were going in. And what we did is that we would heat it up using a hair dryer. And please be careful doing this with synthetic fibers, especially if you don't know which one you're dealing with. Because Kecleon has some resistance where it won't melt into a solid mass when it's overheated as badly as normal as other kind types of synthetics, but you should have to be care be a little careful. Um, you can use heat to sort of warm it up and get that new memory ready to go. Put it in place, and I ran a ice water bottle over it to give it to kind of super cool it into the backwards direction that I wanted. And seal its memory. Uh, similarly, because we're working on a very small scale, you can use a lot of the methods uh, that would be available for um, rooting a doll's hair uh, because we're using the same stuff. For example, if you want a curl or a curly cue or a set of curls, all you have to do is wrap the hair around a cylinder of an appropriate size. The smaller the cylinder, the tighter the curl. And then put that into a pot with boiling water. Um, don't touch the size of the pot because you will melt it rather than just giving it new memory. And then put it into some cold water after that. And then you have some curls. Ta-da! It's quite nice and quite easy, really, but you have to have a little bravery. Yes, and I've done it on uh, some of my doll's rooted hair before. Because uh, even with a rooting doll's hair into a vinyl doll, even if you're just doing a ponytail, the hair wants to go in the direction it was in when you stuck it in the head, which is essentially like, gosh, every direction. Because <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're trying to, if you just pushed it all top down, you want to go... It wants to be a mohawk. You, it really does. You want to go at a right 90 degree angle to the head when you're pushing the hair in because you want to not create tears in the vinyl. and You want it to go through the largest path. there's a whole technique to this yeah so so that's how you work on your hair now once your hair is wet let's say once again we have the problem with staining on resin uh so be a bit wary of your darker haired wigs you want might want to give it a wash before you wear them or use one of your silicone wigs uh caps to put a layer of something between your doll and the dyed wig um so to wash it, you want to use something without oils, without fragrance, um, and you don't want to brush the wig while it's wet. You just kind of want to put it into the water and swish it around gently. And then you need to take it out, put it somewhere, and wait for it to dry completely. 
and then you can brush it. Uh, the reason you don't want to brush it immediately is that the process of warming it up and having the water and adding chemicals to it weakens the hairs. And as we mentioned earlier, it's not going to grow back. If a hair is gone, it is gone forever. Not to and mention... You don't want to yeah. break those... You don't want to break it or to um, injure the thing it's in, like the wefting or the fabric it's sunk into or anything else. Yes, and not to mention there's this kind of... Uh, surface tension that water has naturally scientifically and when you're brushing a brush through hair that has been wet there's actually more friction it sounds a little weird but there's a little bit more of a pull on it and it will pull the fibers out of the wig so yeah um so wait don't for do that <laughs> we've told you at least six different reasons not to do it don't do it <laughs> right so um let's see uh when cutting a wig to style it uh obviously if you cut something in a completely straight line it looks quite unnatural because hair is... it's sort of like a bowl cut which is literally comes from people would put bowls over their child's heads and use the edge of the bowl as the guide to create an even line like yes. if that's the look you're look going for then that's what you need to do is that straight off cut but that looks like a very artificial very distinct and purposeful type of cut and doesn't have any of that sort of natural feeling edge to it Yes, what you can do is, uh, there's actually specific scissors you can get that actually uh, cut in a way that doesn't, um, that leaves it with a it's natural a thinning line. thinning shears. Yes. Uh, in addition, you can actually make your cut slightly lower than your intended cut, and then come back in with the scissors at a 90 degrees and start snipping little by little to give it, thin it out there. Thinning shears. Um, you can also use the scissors sort of half open, and if you have the hair up against the joint of the scissors where they come back together again and do a little bit of an up and down saw motion very gently and carefully that also will help give you that sort of thinned out edge that hair has at the edges which is which is a lot lot nicer um there's also some things you can do to treat your hair so obviously you're only gonna want to put stuff that would be in your hair in natural fiber wigs with the exception of uh, something that's actually been working relatively well for uh, longer wigs in the cosplay community. And um, I believe it also work well on longer wigs in the uh, normal, uh, well, the doll community. And it's actually, The normal community yeah. is the doll community well, in the situation. How often does that happen? Well, I don't think I meant normal. I just meant the, the, the community we're mainly talking to. So, so our, our main subject at the moment. You actually might know a little bit more about this. It's like a silicone spray that is... Oh, the silicone spray. spray. It is, yes. in fact, called silicone... It is called silicone spray. Um, you basically coat the hairs with little bits of silicone, which gives it... Um, which is itself naturally smooth, and it, yes. it coats the rough edges of the plastic which may have become rough from friction and rubbing together which has made them rougher and thus more inclined to tangle and stick together the silicone spray basically fills in those rough bits and coats it as you um, spray it in so that the hairs move more smoothly and with less friction over each other and with a long wig in particular that's the issue is the, the th it's like you know when you take two cables 
for an electronic device and you put them in your bag and you walk somewhere. It's only been five minutes, but you take out this, those two cables and they are completely joined together. Oh, yeah. Imagine that times a thousand on a wig. Um, oh, and Especially the longer, the, the more likely it's to do this ratty nodding thing, which with our own heads, you can just sort of brush it out or at the worst cut it out and have your hair grow back but with wigs we don't have those options so you want to try to preserve the smoothness of the plastic for as long as possible yes uh, something you'll see uh folk selling in a few other places is actually a a wig oil spray uh which kind of gives the a similar idea that into uh re revitalize it you kind of give a little bit of moisture back to it though plastics don't have much moisture to lose but a natural fiber would um and it just for detangling it's one does wonders because you can spray the oil in it's not an oil that's actually going to degrade uh or a synthetic fiber and you reduce the friction so you can work out the tangles um another option in terms of talking about unusual or treatments for hair one thing that can happen with especially a cheaper plastic like the Ceram, or a cheaper wig that has like a cheaper plastic, it can have a certain amount of sheen or unusual plasticky shine to it. Mm. Um, one cosplay community solution to that is to take fabric softener and to wash the wig with the softener, and the chemical reaction that occurs um, basically takes down the shine on the plastic and gives it that more matte, um, natural hair look to it. Fabulous. So between fa washing in the fabric softener, waiting for it to completely dry, and then maybe giving it a, a dose of uh, silicone, we all have a brandy new wig. <laughs> it really is good. a great way to refresh a wig. Um, another cosplay community uh, trick with wigs is, say, for example, you have, in particular, a plastic-based wig, and it has, over time, become very frizzy, or the style has sort of, it was a very, like, big, poofy style, and what you're looking for is a flatter style. Or the hair has had some sort of treatment that kind of gives it curls, and you would prefer to either reset it to a flat style so you can redo it again, or you want to straighten out the fibers in a more natural falling way from the crown of the head. In the cosplay community, what you do is you find something that you can place the wig on with the hair hanging in the direction that you would like it to go. Boil some water and then pour the water over the wig. Yeah, so similar idea uh, to uh, putting the curls into a pot of boiling water, except the opposite. Um, I used a combination of boiling water, lots of got-to-be extra hold gel, and a blonde wig pinged onto a foam head which was hanging from my shower curtain rod upside down. To get my oh, cloud because you're spikes. trying to make you wanted it to go up. <laughs> yes, I wanted it to go up, and that's how I got cloud strife spikes. Um, it is. It's a very like it's a classic cosplayer technique. It really is. Um, while we're talking about wig heads, obviously it's hard to come by them for doll sizes, and if you wanted to style style a doll on that size, it's going to be a little hard. Uh, you could use small foam balls, um, but something that you might be able to do fairly easy either with pipe cleaners or even hangers if you're a little bit more heavy duty and some pliers please be careful don't poke an eye out is you can make a simple um 
a simple frame of a ball that expands down to a base at the bottom. Um, and just think about it like uh, two U-shapes with a, a fan down at the bottom to make the base. And you can connect the two and uh, make a nice little wig head. Um, um, alternatively, um, just as an aside about talking about wire and what you can do with it, you can make tiny little wire hangers for your doll clothes in a similar way. Yay! So, um, also, while you're doing all your styling and everything, it's really best to not do it on your doll, because even spraying on the wig <laughs> oil... Don't do it on the doll. Don't. No, not on the doll, or at least not without the doll heavily protected in some way, shape, yes. or manner. Uh, uh, we've seen, I've seen oh, a lot gosh. of pictures of people doing the glued or glued uh, wigs uh, with the majority of the doll covered in saran wrap, which, you know, that works. And if you're doing low temp glue or whatever, that's, that's pretty all right. But um, if you're using, like, high temperature anything, I would be very cautious about that around resins. Yes, and not to mention hair products and things like that. It can absorb all the oils and everything else like that very badly. Exactly. Yeah, so it could end so up... So you want to take care with what you're using while it's on the doll. And if you have treated the wig, be mindful of where it's touching the doll afterwards as well. Yes, yes. Um, now, you also can, of course, choose to have your um, doll go hairless, uh, which can work very well for your punk styling. I've seen some very nicely done blushing for that, like, soft shadow you get when you have, like, just a bare amount of stubble of hair on the, on the doll as well. Yes, yeah, so you can get some really, really cool stuff, like, uh, uh, Photoshop to kind of edit out that head cap spot for your photos. Um, but eventually uh, you might eventually want just a very 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 little amount of hair on there in which case you could actually flock the doll's head similar to some oh that's doll. right yes um, so. flocking being the process of you put an adhesive on a surface and then you have these tiny tiny bits of felt yes I think it is tiny tiny bits of felt shavings that you then kind of you can use something similar to a salt shaker to shake it over the um, adhesive surface. And if you do it with um, a good enough spread and evenness, afterwards you sort of tap off the excess, and then you have this thin layer of fuzz. Yes, and it, it works very well. Um, it's, a, it's a somewhat of a one-way trip kind of style, but that's not so bad. Oh, so matching colors of wigs. Um, when you look through the artificial wig colors, you'll notice that they usually have n number designations. Uh, for example, 350, I believe, is our wine red. 144 is our carrot uh, orange or red. Um, and different colors for blacks and off blacks. So you can kind of get an idea of what the colors are. Um, with this, it works very well and you can match up your colors. Um, you eventually get mixes of colors as well and with your um, artificial wigs, that's where you're kind of going to get your most natural looks and cool things like highlights and things like that. So you get to mix them all together. Having a mix, especially with black, is usually worth doing because human hair doesn't actually do black, we just do a very dark brown and then sort of shades therein. So a flat black can look very stark, but depending on the aesthetic you're going for, it can look really, really cool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, 
Can you think of anything else on wigs? Um, well, there is something to be said. We've mentioned it a few times about people who do glue-based wigs, and there's a lot of really nice tutorials online. Um, a lot of the more intricate, very, like, this looks like a real hairstyle, doing some really crazy things in terms of directionality of the hair and things like that are coming out of people doing a glue wig um, being what you could use. A lot of the Angora hair wigs you see are glue wigs, which ends up giving you a hard head cap. So it's pretty specific to one specific doll's head because each head is a little different from the other. And they can be very hard to interchange them between different sculpts. But there's a lot of tutorials online about how you go about it, how do you work with Angora hair, how do you source it. Um, a lot of people have been doing a lot of experimenting with it. So there's a lot to find online if you're really interested in going in that direction yourself. But a lot of the main thing with the wigs and dealing with them is there's this initial fear because it's not an inexpensive item. And if you really want to customize it to look, make it look good on the doll, you need some amount of trimming or moving or styling because when you get the wig, it's just this flat thing that just came in a bag. And it's scary to go at it, but all the people I know who work with wigs in cosplay or otherwise, it's just you work slowly and with bravery. You just have to slowly do it bits by bit. Speaking of, that's something we missed. Um, storing your wig. Um, oh, that's important. So you should probably store your wigs the same way they came to you, unless they came to you in a very bad manner. Um, as the uh, heads are quite small on our dolls, you can simply take a piece of paper or um, perhaps a paper towel or something or tissue paper and crumple it up to resemble the shape of the doll's head. And then over that goes your wig net in order to make sure that none of the fibers go in any order, sort of odd directions. Some uh, wig makers will even send after this um, a piece of corrugated or cardboard or harder card to create kind of a little box around it, which will then all go into a plastic bag to prevent dust and other things getting in there, um, which is pretty much how you should store it if you can't, you know, have a million tiny little wig heads. Um, there's also with, um, like, for example, the fur wigs where there's not a lot of styling. That, like, they don't really hold a style very well out when they're being stored. Um, one way to protect the fibers is to turn the wig inside out. So what is outside of the wig is the what would be normally the interior fabric. And the wig fibers are then protected sort of inside from rubbing against exterior and other plastics. Yeah, so the fur wigs, almost more than the rest of them, it's very very easy to pull out those fibers because um, the other ones are sewn into a weft and then sewn onto the wig. However, they're uh, fake furs and things like that. They don't have much of a hold on there. Um, no, it's very easy to accidentally pull them out. Though if you are looking for more resources on how to deal with fur wigs and do some fun thing with fur wigs, look for fursuiters. They do a lot of stuff with fur that you really aren't supposed to be able to do. And they figured out a lot of tricks about working with that with those synthetic fibers very specifically to create colors or patterns and how to sew them together and make them look good. Yeah, in fact, I think it's uh, some of the same trickery, which is kind of creating our recent cool side shaved head looks. Uh, that yes. same uh, shaving of fur that we see in furries to get the smaller... Um, 
the, the shorter uh, fur lengths on the face and muzzles as opposed to the rest of the body where we've got longer hair, uh, similar to my fluffy, fluffy kitties, which have very short hair on the hands. Oh, hands? Hands. Paws. Becca. And the, the Becca, if your cats face. have hands, you have welcomed the end of the world. I, I for one, welcome our cat overlords. I don't know if we'll have a really good time with cat overlords. I love cats. I love them dearly. But not all cats love us. So if you too want to welcome our cat overlords or want to talk to us a little (laughs) bit more about wigs, you can contact us online on Facebook, Twitter. Um, You can also send us an email. Oh, yes. um, Which is Ningyo Bingo, N-I-N-G-Y-O. B-I-N-G-O at gmail.com um, and you can always find our new ep- webisodes on uh, our YouTube channel and you can find our uh, podcast which you are now listening to on our iTunes and our Stitcher. Also please feel free to leave a comment on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more that we might be aggregated into the major iTunes search feeds, the better it is for us and the easier it is for us to make more episodes for you. And I would like to personally thank that uh, about at this time we have approximately 50 people that have listened to our podcast. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. I hope you're enjoying it. So as always, remember as you get ahead of yourself maybe with one too many weeks. Oh my goodness. Well, you know. You couldn't resist. I gotta keep a hair above the rest. So if you really wanna say hello to us on the internet and Becca, what do we say at the end of every episode? (laughs) Keep collecting dolls. And keep a budget.